0: A podcast dedicated to making the classics readable, relevant, and fun. Each episode, we'll discuss one classic book and share some recommendations for more contemporary reads that feature similar themes. As two nerdy bookworms, we appreciate the role of Classic Lit, but we won't get too academic about it. We'll talk about the books we love and the books we loathe, and help stock your TBR pile with old and new reads for every literary taste. Hey Chelsea! I am very excited for today's mini episode. Today, we are sharing our summer classics lineup.
1: Yeah, this is really fun. We we wanted to give ourselves and our listeners something to look ahead and look forward to because those things are just few and far between right now. <laughs> and we thought that it would be fun to hear just a little preview about the books you know, in addition to seeing which titles are coming up next.
0: Yeah, exactly. And while we always say we really are not here to convince every reader that they need to read the classics, and we really think our episodes are enjoyable whether you've read the classic or not, we have been seeing that some listeners are loving reading along, and we want to give people a chance to do that if any of these titles stand out to them.
1: Yeah, we just we want to give a good good enough heads up so that if people want to pick one or two books to read along with, I think that this is a good way to go. So uh, pull out your reading journal so that you can take some notes on a couple of titles. And before we get into the books, though, I think a fun thing to talk about here would be what makes a good summer read.
0: I think this is so interesting because I think there's very much a stereotypical summer or beach read that's very light and fluffy and breezy, maybe a romance or to use a much debated phrase, chiclet. But it actually seems like various readers have quite different ideas about what they like to read in the summer.
1: Yeah, it's true. My My immediate reaction is to think of like the Ellen Hildebrand books that have the beach and the woman in the swimsuit on the cover, right? <laughs> like total beach read, which I do think that those are distinctly summer books. They're released over summer for a reason. But I also, yeah, you are completely right. I think every reader has a different idea of summer reading, but I do think there are a few things that people do consistently look for. One of those things, I think, is something page-turning. It just seems like summer is more of a time when you're more likely to have a day where you can actually read an entire book in one day. That's so true. I love those
0: days. So things like thrillers and mysteries tend to stand out to me as fun summer reads because I do like to get to them, to the end of them, as soon as possible. I want to know what happens. So... I can go dark
1: reading in the summer,
0: but I do agree I like a page-turner.
1: Yeah, and look, page-turning means something different for everybody. It doesn't necessarily have to mean action or mystery, although I do also really love those. I totally agree. But I was thinking sometimes it's just a book that the characters pull you in so much that you can't put it down. Like last summer, one of my absolute favorite reads was Normal People by Sally Rooney. And I read it in a day. I couldn't put it down, but there's certainly not a lot that happens.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. The characters that you just don't want to part with, that makes a page turner. And sometimes I also, because I'm a teacher and summer tends to be when I have the most free time, which isn't true for everyone, I will also occasionally pick up a longer book in the summer than I might otherwise, because I can have a day or a couple days in a row where I just read, I still want it to be page turning. I'm not going to pick up
1: Ulysses or Anna Karenina in the summer. Definitely. I also think that setting plays a big role in summer reads. I'm more inclined to pick up a book with a southern setting in the summer, whereas the rest of the year, that's not where I'm from so it's not that I don't love a good southern fiction but I definitely lean more towards the midwestern reads for a sense of home but over summer when I really want that like hot sweltering tone and setting I certainly read more of that southern setting well I think with our summer
0: reading classics our our picks for our episodes this summer we probably have something for almost every summer reading taste. We have short books, long books, we have fast-paced books, we have epic adventures. So hopefully every listener will find a book that either they want to read along to or they're just excited to hear us chat about this summer.
1: Yeah, and I think it's important to note that as we were deciding on our summer books, we were also already thinking ahead to the pairings. And we wanted to make sure that we picked classics that would have distinctly summer reading-like pairings. So obviously we won't reveal those in this episode, but I think it's fun to sort of have that to look forward to, that the pairings for these books will also fit that page-turning, summer setting, that feeling that we really want from a good summer read. Absolutely. That's a great point. All right, let's get into these titles. So first up, we have I Capture the Castle, which you first mentioned on our Comforting Classics episode, and you really love this one. Yeah, it's a great coming-of-age story. It's
0: by Dodie Smith, who I think maybe the only other book she wrote was The 101 Dalmatians, a <laughs> children's book. And this one is considered one of the first young adult novels. So I like reading YA in the summer. They go by really fast. This one does have kind of a light, comforting tone. It has some romantic elements. It's not a romance, but it has those elements, which I love. And I just, I love a good coming-of-age
1: story, and this
0: one is a really sweet one.
1: I think it sounds delightful, and I'm really excited excited to read it because I don't think that I ever have And I also think that middle grade or young adult is great for summer because even though a lot of those books do deal with heavy topics, they tend to have a lighter touch. And so when you want something a little bit breezier or like we said, something that you can just read in an afternoon, I think that looking for something on the younger side of the reading spectrum is a good way to go.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite book podcasters, Sarah from Sarah's Bookshelves Live. She calls books like that brain candy. Like the books that are, they go down really easy. They're fun to read, but they do deal with some heavier or more profound topics. So maybe we'll we'll have to answer the question later if I Capture the Castle is classic brain candy. Yeah, we'll see. Our next pick for June is
1: Passing by Nella Larson. I know you're really excited for this one. I'm excited to read it because this is one of your favorite books, and I've been meaning to read it for, I mean, for at least two years now. (laughs) It's so good. I read
0: this in college and for a fantastic class, and I've taught it, but it's also just fun. Like, just because I've read it in academic settings, That doesn't mean that this book is really heavy. It's very short. It's a fast-paced Harlem Renaissance novella. It has kind of some mystery, thrillery elements. It's not a thriller, but this sense of tension that hangs over the novel. It has an unreliable female narrator, which is so common in summer reads. Trust me this is this is not an annoying unreliable female narrator where the author is just keeping things from you just to make you turn the pages. She's just has interesting perceptions of the world and it's really interesting to see
1: her develop throughout the course of the book. And ooh, the ending. I love that. I'm I'm so excited to read it. I think it will make such a good summer book and I think that listeners are really going to look forward to that one yeah I hope so I I really hope people do read along with that one
0: I think it's kind of having a moment we've seen it come out in some really beautiful editions recently I think it's finally being recognized for the classic that it is and it's so short I do hope people pick it up
1: our next book the first one that we'll discuss in July is the Odyssey which I've taught several times and have always really enjoyed that experience but of course, pulling it out of the classroom, it is a fun adventure story. There's a lot to unpack with this one because it is such a prime example of the hero's journey. And I also think that the setting is really fun for summer. There are gods and goddesses and magic and the sea, and I just (laughs) think that it's going to be really fun.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. I... Don't know if I've ever actually read The Odyssey all the way through and I'm not making any promises that I'm going to this time as well, but I haven't taught it. I haven't studied it. And so I am excited to get into it a little bit deeper with you, but also to talk about it as a fun adventure story, which it is. Yeah,
1: and it's also widely available online. And so I think... As you were mentioning, reading the whole thing, it's really not necessary to read the whole thing. And I can pull out certain books, that's what they call the chapters of it, that are highly recommended to read and that are more important. And we can post sort of, you know, this is what you want to read if you don't want to read the entire thing. Because it is a lot. That's a really good idea.
0: That would be very helpful for me (laughs) and I'm sure for a lot of people. All right, and then our 2nd July book is Their Eyes Were Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. This is our classic southern lit. It's, again, a coming-of-age story, some romantic elements, but really more focused, I think, on this female character's life trajectory and how she grows through various relationships. I... I think often coming of age, we think of it as like young adult. It It's like a time period. But I think there are a lot of coming of age books that follow characters into adulthood and really watch them come into their own. And, and from what I remember, I haven't read this one from high school, that is what this book kind of is.
1: I like that sense that coming of age can be at different periods of your life. Because, I mean, I would call, for example, Such a Fun Age by kylie reed i would say that's definitely a coming of age novel but it's an older protagonist part of why i like reading ya coming of age stories is because i think we always still feel like we're consistently coming of age we're growing into who we are and figuring that out so i'm really excited to read this one i've read many um hurston short stories but i have never read this one all the way through only excerpts so i'm very excited to read it all the way through
0: I'm really excited to read this. I also know that I didn't finish or read closely a lot of the books I was assigned in high school, so I'm excited to see if I did read this one and to really sink my teeth into it.
1: I already have some really good pairings for this one floating around in my head too, so I'm excited for that part as well. Me too.
0: Okay, and then moving into August, we will be talking about Like Water for Chocolate by Laura Esquival. This is a magical realism romance. And it has a great subtitle that I am forgetting off the top of my head. But it is something about how it's a a romance told in seasons and with recipes. And so the, the book is very seasonal. So there are these very summery sections of the book, and I love the food element of the book as well.
1: I'm really looking forward to reading this one for the first time. It has just, for some reason, never been on my radar. I'm particularly not, for someone who loves to cook, I'm not drawn to foodie books as much, but maybe I just haven't read enough, and this one might be the book to change my mind a little bit on that. But I, of course... I think I've said before on the podcast how much I enjoy romance and so I I think that this is going to be really fun to read for that.
0: Yeah this is also a book in translation so if you're looking for something for that reading challenge slot this could be a good one. It's short again and magical.
1: I really like a good dose of magic over summer whether that's Magical Realism, which I think is really fun, or, like, our next book, Fantasy, which is not something that I am naturally drawn to, but I think summer's a good time for that epic fantasy. So our very last pick here is Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And this is, like, way outside both of our normal comfort zones. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. Neither of us have read this which is going to be really fun. I think will make for a fun conversation. And we wanted a classic fantasy novel on the list. Fantasy I think is something that a lot of people love the escape of in the summer. It's one of those longer books that if you have a little bit more time, maybe
1: the summer is the season for you to pick this up. So, I tried to read this in like 7th grade and I was so bored. When I gave up. <laughs> But it is one of my husband's favorite books, and he is a big fantasy reader. He loves an epic fantasy. He's all about world building and character building within a fantasy. And so I think that I'll probably get a lot of my pairing ideas from him, (laughs) to be honest. But I think it will be fun to get into that different side of the reading life that I'm just, I am not all about the world building but I am up for trying anything.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be
1: fun to try.
0: I always thought that I loved fantasy because I love Harry Potter, but as I've been trying for years to replicate the feeling of reading Harry Potter, I've realized that it's not the fantasy part of that book. I think (laughs) that's what I love. And so I'm excited to read this one. I I also have tried to read it before. I've tried to listen to the audio. And as far as I can find, there's not like an updated audio version so of it this. So it sounded like you were listening to a tape in the car. Yep. <laughs> it was weird and I didn't like it. So yeah. maybe it'll work better on the page. And I work with a couple of people who this is their all-time favorite. And they have really intense conversations about this book fairly frequently and maybe I'll be able to participate in
1: those if I <laughs> make it through this one. <laughs> the fandom aspect is really interesting and I think that that's such an appealing part of fantasy because you get to be such a community of readers around certain books and this is definitely one of those, I think. I also think I mean who
0: knows what this summer will look like, but blockbuster movie season, I love, I love like action adventure movies and so maybe this book will tie in well to some some of those as well.
1: Yeah, so I will say I say that my husband is a big fan of Lord of the Rings, but he really loves the movies even more than he loves the books and he's been trying to get me to watch the movies for uh let's see how long have we been married? For 7 years. <laughs> And I've just refused because I just feel like I would fall asleep. But maybe if I read the book, (laughs) the movie will seem more exciting. (laughs) I like the movies okay. I mean, I
0: haven't – I think I've watched each of them once and enjoyed them. But the books – yeah, we'll just see. We'll have to see. I know that the the movies take a lot out of the books. They have to. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think that improves – story and I know people have strong feelings about the adaptations for this one so yeah I'll also be curious to hear more about Curtis's thoughts on why he prefers the movies so this will be fun
1: it will be and I will say I also find Tolkien himself to be a really fascinating just person in literary history so I think that that aspect interests me more than anything that he is just a fascinating person Yes,
0: I agree. I'm I'm excited to learn a little bit more about him. And, you know, if we both really don't like this book, I'm really excited to talk about that. Exactly. Yeah. So, Chelsea, which of these six books are you most excited to read?
1: I think I'm most excited to read Passing, finally. I'm really looking forward to reading that one. I love Harlem Renaissance lit, and I, I think that you've just talked it up <laughs> enough that it's got me so excited. I don't think I'm going to be let down. I, I don't think, think I'm so going to love it. I don't think so either. And
0: I, I should say, I, I do. I tend to talk about passing in a way where it's like really fast paced and fun and thriller esque, and that's all true. But it's still a book that really tackles serious issues about race in America and colorism and racism so it's not all light and breezy and I don't want to do it a disservice by suggesting that but it really is a
1: compelling page turner. I think you're gonna love it. I'm really excited about that one. Which one are you most excited to read?
0: I think I'm most excited for Their Eyes Were Watching God. It's been a long time since I've read a book with a good southern setting And also, I just really don't remember much about this. I think I have kind of some key scenes maybe burned into my brain, but (laughs) I am really excited to rediscover this. And I love Zora Neale Hurston's writing, and
1: I'm just excited to to get back into that. I think it's fun to revisit a book that you know you read, you know, way back when, but don't have those exact memories of. I think that it'll be fun to see what floods back for you. Totally. And how about,
0: which book are you most excited to talk about? Maybe it's the same that you're most excited to read,
1: but... I don't know. I, I'm i really excited for a lot of these and discussing them. Maybe The Odyssey is one that I'm excited to talk about. I think that it's just so rich for a literary discussion and we can get pretty nerdy about that one which i think is going to be fun that will be fun and
0: i love mythological retellings so i'm super excited for pairings for that one not that they'll necessarily all be myth retellings but
1: i definitely have a few i want to recommend and i'm really excited to hear those because retellings period in general. Retellings are some of my favorite books. Me too. We need to do a bonus episode about that. Definitely. Uh, Which one are you most excited to talk about?
0: I think Lord of the Rings. I, yeah, I've been wanting to read this. I, I needed a push. I have no idea what I will think about it. And that makes me excited to discuss. I also have no idea what you will think about it. So (laughs) some of these I can kind of predict how our discussion might go. This one, I have no idea. And that makes me really eager to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I think that one's going to be really fun. And it's just so different from any of the books that we've talked about or any of the books in the rest of our summer lineup. I just think that one really stands out as being different. And I think that that's going to be fun. Absolutely. Although I think it's going to have
0: so much in common with The Odyssey. Yeah, I was thinking that too, that they're both these kind of epic
1: adventure stories. Yeah, I'll definitely see, see some parallels there. Well, I'm really excited for all of these summer books, and I'm eager to hear which books listeners want to pick up, because I think that it's just fun when people read along and get to have sort of a little mini discussion along with us.
0: Totally, yes. We want to know which books you're picking up, and also... If there are any of these books that you absolutely love and if there are any you really hate, we want to know that too.
1: Yes. Strong opinions are fascinating. Yes. (laughs) All are welcome. For more classic lit enthusiasm and podcast news follow us on instagram at novel pairings pod and twitter at novel pairings we would love to know what you'll be reading along with us this summer so if you post about it feel free to tag us and tell your friends about the novel pairings podcast by writing a review on apple podcasts or by sharing our most recent episode on social media We declare, after all, there is no
0: enjoyment like reading. How soon one tires of anything than of a book. We'll be back next week with an episode on Beloved by Tony.